(laughs) Hey, I'm Sherry. And I'm Marty. Tired of hearing bad news everywhere you turn? Well, we are. We're taking a little journey back to simpler times. Come along for the ride as we share some of our fun childhood memories. Might even jog some of your memories, too. Mm, I don't know, Marty. My memory lane is like a cul-de-sac these days. Hey, that is not going to stop us. Come join us for Just Just Jiggle Jiggle the the Handle. I remember a lot of cool things that happened in our neighborhood that I think are probably kind of unusual. How about you? Did you have any interesting things happen in your neighborhood? I did. I think there were some, but I don't know. I mean, we've had have such different experiences because you were small town and I was in Los Angeles. So yeah. I'm eager to hear if we have anything in common in those or but, but what were some of the cool things that happened in your neighborhood? Well, one of the coolest things was there was a woman named Ms. McLeod, And I don't remember seeing her at any other times in the year, except at Halloween, she would have, as you're going around collecting candy, she would open up her house and she probably was dressed as a witch and she had a punch bowl and some cookies. And so you could come in and and drink the punch and eat the cookie. And I think kids probably just wanted to grab a bag or a box of stuff to stick in their bag so they could race on to the next house. But when I think back on it, that was a cool thing to invite the kids in the neighborhood so she got to know people and, you know, talk to the parents. So that was kind of fun. But at the end of the school year, she did something so amazing because as far as I know, she didn't have kids. I mean, I think her son was grown, but she would invite all the kids in the neighborhood to have a huge picnic. And I don't remember, I know they would cook hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff. And it was probably potluck, I'm guessing, but somebody else would do all the cooking. And she had this huge yard and she had a place set up for games down below. And maybe there was tennis and it was kind of a tiered uh, yard that went down to the woods. And there were different games set up, like maybe volleyball or possibly even softball or something like that. Wow, but games elaborate. that were set up. But after we ate, of course, I was never involved in that because nobody would have me. <laughs> but after all that, when it got dark, she would show movies in her side yard. She had a movie screen and everybody would put out their blankets to sit on and we would see these movies. Now, how in the 60s, somebody had their own movie projector and had access to- Like first run movies? The Three Stooges movies. Oh, okay. And uh, she had some silent films and probably some, you know, Chaplin films. But I remember it was just so cool. I don't know if they were 35 millimeter or maybe 16, but how she even had access to these movies. But that was kind of my big introduction to movies because then when I went to film school later on, the course in the history of filmmaking started out with some of the earlier films, and then they showed some Three Stooges films, and then they mm-hmm. showed Charlie Chaplin movies. And I was going, oh my gosh, I've seen some of these, which coming from Lynchburg, Virginia, to go to film school at UCLA is pretty remarkable that I saw anything that they would have been showing there. Yeah, But, but she really kind of, that was part of my fascination. with. And movies. you never learned more information on her or how? She did it or... for years. She did it every year at the end of school year. I don't really know wow. what her story was or why she yeah. is so, but what a wonderful way to end the school year and have everybody yeah. in the neighborhood. I mean, like all the families in the neighborhood. I thought that was so cool. That's really cool. 
Yeah, we didn't. What was her name? Ms. what? Ms. McLeod. I have no idea what her first name is. You know, Ms. McLeod, because we were kids. Yeah, but you wouldn't have said Ms. back then. You would have said Miss or Mrs. You would, there was no Ms. It, would, it wasn't invented yet. Hmm. Well, we might have slurred it just because we didn't know what she was. <laughs> Maybe we created Ms. You could have called her aunt, right? <laughs> well, how many, your neighborhood was... What, like I'm picturing a suburban neighborhood. Was it like yeah. that or was it more rural? Were there big spaces in between no. the houses or it was a... No, but in Lynchburg, the houses are pretty spaced out. We lived in the city, but we had, I think, an acre of land. Oh, it's huge. But everybody did. You know, it was all the houses were not spread out so much, but we all had big yards and it, we didn't think anything of it. It wasn't that big a deal there. Yeah, I'm just trying to picture it, how, how your neighborhood, I mean, that's a common term, but... But that's like, to me, that would seem like almost the country to, for anybody to have that much space. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's very different in, in Lynchburg. I remember coming out to Hollywood and driving through Beverly Hills going, oh my gosh, their yards are so small. Why is that? They're supposed to be rich. Oh, how funny. Well, we had... My fondest memories of the neighborhood were playing in the street with the kids. And there were kids you didn't like. There were kids that were bullies. There were kids that were older than you. There were kids that were younger than you. But everybody got together. And it seemed very cooperative, like they would find something for the little kid to do. And hmm. and the mean kid wasn't really mean because everybody just wanted to be outside and playing. And and we were on a, a residential street, but there was still traffic and you'd have to yell car. Like everybody was watching out to make sure that the people that were playing at the moment could concentrate on hitting the ball or catching the ball or whatever it was. It was the people out on the sidelines or in the field that would say car and then everybody would stop and we'd move out of the way. And it was, I mean, I had no idea how, what an impact that would make, you know, uh, just on my memories, you know, and we would stay out until the streetlights came on and you'd start to smell the, you know, moms were cooking dinner and like even to like the smell of sauteed onions just feels like home. It just feels like being a kid. You know, and you're all sweaty and you're going to take a bath later, but, or you've, you're all sweaty and then you roll on the grass and now you're all itchy and, you know, just those things that were just part of it. And we, we loved that. But we also had in our neighborhood, we had people that would come around. Like you didn't have to necessarily go somewhere. The entertainment would come to you. Like there was a guy, we called him the pony man and he had like a wagon well, sometimes he'd come with a wagon and then a bunch of kids could go in it. It was like two horses and he would drive and there was like a wagon thing in the back and all the kids would hop in. And And I feel like it was free, but we, the parents would give you a buck or two to give to the guy and huh. he'd take you around for 15, 20 minutes. And we loved it, you know, and wow. somehow nobody fell out and smashed his head or, you know, it was just like this great thing. And, and then sometimes he would come with just ponies, like individual ponies. And he must have brought them in like some kind of transport. He tells you how much I know about horses, whatever you transport horses in, those trailers. Trailer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, those, yeah, those things you transport the animals in. And so we would do that too. And then you could, you know, he'd strap you in and you'd take a, a short walk with him. He'd walk with you. But we also had a guy, well, plus the, the helmsman. I think we might've talked about that before that he was, that was our local bakery and he would come around with, he'd open the doors and you, it just smelled like jelly donuts and it was just heaven. And, and sometimes they were still warm, not sure oh. how they kept them warm, but because the helms bakery was quite far from where we lived. So maybe they had a Susie Homemaker 
light, light bulb, bulb in there, <laughs> keeping everything warm. But we also had, he would come around in a truck. I think you had to make an appointment, but my mom would work with my Aunt Lois and get all the kids together and we'd take like family pictures and he'd have parasols and hats and that's where we've got sets of pictures of just my sister and I and then but we have some with all of the cousins which was just great that we had those memories you wouldn't I don't know that people really went to Sears. I mean, did they? We do did. you remember that? Yeah, we had. The did they have that? Pennies or Sears? Probably. Yeah. yeah photo studio. Like, but would they have had that in the sixties? They yeah. they were doing yeah. that in the fifties or sixties. Because other than the guy coming around in the truck, and then our our photos with Santa that were mm-hmm. you know that were taken wherever we would go see Santa. I don't remember there being like professional places to go get oh. your pictures done. Huh. But I guess maybe we just never did that. We were looking for batteries. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't know that that was available, but yeah. So those are my fond memories, but everything's outside. Everybody, you weren't inside and you know, nobody had air conditioning. Yeah. So when it was warm, we were out playing and getting sweaty. And, but when we were cold, we were bundled up and outside playing. We all, we wanted to be outside. Yeah. I was not, as I mentioned, really included (laughs) in the games. Thanks for rubbing it in. I'm sorry. No. No. Well, everybody who played in the street was a year younger than I and below. You know, like my brother and sister were always out playing with the neighborhood kids. I'm sure if there had been some older, cute boys, maybe a year older than I, I would have been right there, hands down. But I would have still made a fool of myself sports-wise and would have been kicked off the team, whatever it was, because I was absolutely inept athletically. However, one thing we did do that I did participate in ever so briefly was there was a a hill, well, it was about a block down from our house called Paxton. And it was like a roller coaster hill. It was as vertical as any road. At least this is my memory of it. It was almost vertical and it would go straight down into this ravine. ravine. Whoops. (laughs) We go straight down into this ravine, and then with your aunt when that happened, (laughs) back up. And when it snowed, that road, of course, would never get clean. There's no way a a plow would have gotten through there, and so the whole neighborhood would turn out and go sledding or tobogganing or whatever. And I was all in, you know. It scared the heck out of me, but I would do that until. John Tensley either sled down or whatever and went off the road and broke his arm. Oh my gosh. And that's when I thought to myself, see, I was right. I'm out of (laughs) here. Enough of this. I'm going to go back and read a book and watch my three sons. Yeah. And be safe. Yeah. Be safe. Yeah. This is not. But see, you had snow. I mean, we we only heard stories about snow. We would hear stories like, yeah, it snowed here back in 49. (laughs) But every winter we would say, is it, you know, I'd ask my my all-knowing parents, is it going to snow this year? And my dad grew up in Pennsylvania and my mother was born in Los Angeles, but when she was seven, moved to New Jersey. So they both grew up where it's cold and, you know, my dad, you know, living in Los Angeles in sunshine and he's like, you don't want to be live anywhere where it's snowing. And, you know, we were thinking hot cocoa and snowmen and things like that, but it didn't happen. Yeah, we had some big snows in Virginia. I remember we had a picnic table in the backyard and there was one time it snowed so much that 
the picnic table was covered except for underneath, which made just a great- Like an igloo. Uh, igloo. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Was, that was fun. But yeah, other than things in the neighborhood, I've already told you how I would get all the neighborhood kids together and act out plays and then shoot them with my brownie camera. And then years later, try to figure out what the heck the story was I was trying to tell unsuccessfully. Now, see, I grew up in around Cuban Missile Crisis time. We had a neighbor who had a fallout shelter. Did you know anybody who had a fallout Mm-mm. shelter? That was probably before your time. Right? Maybe a little. We did. We had to do the drills. The, the duck and covers. Yeah, and it was yeah. like the last Friday of the month or something. They would do that, and we'd have to do the drills and the duck and cover. I only knew one person, and I just found I just was fascinated. I just had no idea anyone in our neighborhood. Did you get to go down in it? She took me. It was part of her basement. They had kind of walled off, you know, yeah. cinder blocked off part of the basement room. And she showed it to me. And I'm thinking to myself, if there's a bomb dropping, I'm heading straight for my friend's house. And I don't think they would have appreciated that. But I thought I yeah. was pretty much covered. I was, I was. Absolutely. I was, well, you knew where to go. Yep, sure did. Yeah. And see, now most houses in Los Angeles don't have basements. Exactly. Yeah. So. So tough noogies. I <laughs> seem to remember though, seeing an ad, I mean, in recent years, an ad for where you could get a bomb shelter, like people were buying mm. them. So maybe, maybe people put them in their, dug a hole in their yard. I don't know. Oh, wow. Boy, I, I hope they used more than a spoon. Yeah, to do the exactly. Might've taken a little more than that. I could have been there for um, technical advice. <laughs> Any other cool things in your neighborhood? Well, we rode our bike and we didn't, did you guys have curbs? We yeah. didn't have curbs on our street. It was just like the asphalt was kind of sloped up and then it would go into somebody's yard. So you could really ride fast and kind of go up the little, it wasn't a curb. It was just like a little oh. slope thing. Um, Interesting. But I do remember the the asphalt. Do we call it asphalt or asphalt? How did you? Asphalt? <laughs> yeah. And we called it asphalt. I, I'm I'm picking that up. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I mean, we're not interesting, but just an observation. But I remember getting some nasty, it was very rough. It wasn't smooth like the pavement seems to be now. And you, you know, you'd fall down and you'd not only skin your knee, but you'd have pieces of the road in your knee, you know, and of course you'd have to go home and get the Bactine and the Mercurochrome and... Yeah, SD37. So one thing that I do have a strong memory of, and I probably, I don't know that I was even in kindergarten yet. So I was probably five, but we would all go down to Lynette David's house, which was just a few houses down. And her older sister was a teenager and was quite in the know. In fact, she even showed us the twist when it first came out, which we found oh so amusing, but impressive. Uh And we kept hearing about Frankie Avalon and she would just swoon over Frankie Avalon. So we kids, the three of us, two three-year-olds and a five-year-old and maybe somebody else, we would stand out in the front yard of Lynette David's house and scream at the top of our lungs, Frankie Avalon! And then we'd fall back (laughs) on our backs in a a dead faint in the grass. And we would do this over and over again, no doubt to the amusement of many neighbors. That was just, we saw the older kids get all excited about Frankie Avalon. So we wanted to be in on the party. Now, cut to many years later, and I finally met Frankie Avalon. See, I don't think these are coincidences that you you have some experience as a child and then, oh, interesting. And then somehow 
you get to meet this person. So go ahead. Sorry, I mean to interrupt you. Hmm. Well, but sadly, this is much like the previous stories <laughs> okay. I told, where where a lifelong yeah. dream was dashed because I met Frankie Avalon and I said, "Oh my gosh!" When I was like five years old and my sister was three, we would all scream on the front yard, "Frankie Avalon!" and we'd throw ourselves down on the ground and and we'd pretend like we were fainting, just like the older kids did. And he just kind of went, "Ah, oh, yeah." So anyway, uh, that's so mean, because I'm probably the hundredth girl who had told him that that was my first thought was, oh, he hears this all the time. My second thought was I was telling him that I was five years old and that all the older girls were screaming and we wanted to imitate them. So he probably thought, oh, she's just telling me I'm old. Yeah. I, I, who knows? But he was not as, I was thrilled to tell him the story. I felt like I owed it to him. And where was this that you years. got to meet him? He was with Jill Clayburgh and Haley. I, and- I don't remember when I met him, which you think, I, obviously I was so disappointed in his reaction yeah. that maybe I blocked it out. Yeah. I, I, you well, know, you had to- he could have check him just, off your list. I mean, he wasn't mean to me. He just kind of looked at me blankly like, why are you telling me? This? <laughs> and that made me wonder why I was telling him. Yeah. But you know, it's done. It was a, it was something that had been weighing on me for many decades and now it's off my chest and you feel better. I've told him and you know, now we can move on with our lives. Yeah. Well, faint over other people. I think he's might need to make a voodoo doll of Frankie just to <laughs> let him know how we feel about it. There, and there were tons of kids in your neighborhood, right? Yeah, apparently so. But younger, not not you. Most all of them were younger. There were a couple of guys. There was one guy my age down the road, but he didn't. He read a lot of books and watched TV too, I guess, because yeah. he wasn't in the crowd. Yeah, it was all. It seemed like the gang was mostly my brother and sister's ages, so they they had fun. Yeah, and I mean, I had fun, but there were a lot of older kids, and I was always too young. Mm. So they would. There were older kids that that let the younger kids play, but that would have been fun. I was just yeah. yeah. It was it was kind of a neat thing, and I don't remember ever ever any supervision. Uh-uh. Like we yeah. were just, we're out, yeah. we're playing in the street, we're playing with bats and nobody's got any kind of protective anything on. And, in the street. You know, Why are, we're in the street. Yeah. 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 I remember when I was little, you know, going to visit one of my friends. I went down the street to go see Mary Lib Rush and she lived about two and a half blocks down. I don't know. We were maybe walking home from school or something and just kept walking to her house. Oh, come on by and, you know, we'll play a game or something. And I came home and my mom was livid because she had no idea where I was. Why on earth wouldn't I tell her I was going somewhere else? And it never had occurred to me. I was just in the neighborhood. I was visiting a friend. What could go wrong? Yeah. Our rule was always, we, you just need to be where we can see you. Hmm. And we weren't allowed, if, if like we couldn't just go to somebody's house, we'd have to come in and say, you know, we're going to Susie's house. I think that was apparently our rule too, which I learned that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do have, this is not going to be. Um, no qualifiers, just say it. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking it's, it's a neighborhood story, but it's also a strange, what we were talking about earlier with strange beliefs of things. So I had a pink Huffy bicycle and I did get that for Christmas and that was a big deal. We didn't have, my parents didn't have a lot of money, but we usually had big Christmases and, but there was one that was, 
you know, they, they hid it in the kitchen. And, you know, my dad told me to turn, go in and turn the tea kettle on or the whatever, the water was boiling on the stove. And I went in and there it was. And it had a banana seat and it was pink and it was just the best. It was, I was so excited and I knew I was going to get playing cards and put them in the spokes so it makes the noise. And, and it was great. And we went out and, you know, re- rode on Christmas morning. And when I went with my other friends and it was fabulous. But later on, and I rode my bike a lot, but I was only supposed to go to a certain place that we weren't allowed to ride past this place. And I think I was by myself. My sister wouldn't have been with me, but it was very clear where my boundary was and I wasn't to go past that. And so I was playing on a street over my mom knew and it was a cul-de-sac and there were a lot of older kids and I wanted to show that I was trying to show them how good I was. And so I had this idea that I would ride my bike really fast and then I would get up and I would stand on the handlebars, you know, like it, like it was a stunt. Like, and had I, had I rode and stood up on the seat, that probably wasn't going to work either, but it had a better chance of me, you know, I, I got up on the, I stood on the, you know, on the handlebars were those kind of monkey bars, you know, where they oh, kind of, yeah. right. so I could put my feet like right in front of me. But of course, then I was totally top heavy and I, you know, ate dirt and or asphalt once again. And of course I was mortified and, and, uh, you know, mothers were coming out and my mom, I was a street over. My mom didn't even know. And then I got in trouble because I, it was a stupid thing to do. And I, and I remember just saying, but I was just trying to be good. And I, I have thought of that over the years because it was such a, you're trying something you've never done. You want to do it. You don't know if it could be done, but you know, if you do it right, you're going to be the big hit. And you did it. It didn't work. But I'll hear myself muttering to myself, I was just trying to be good. You know, like it means something. You know, I can just equate it with other things that that have happened in my life. So it was, uh, you know, it made a big impression on me. But I, I didn't, uh, I didn't lose any teeth or anything. So, but I'm surprised I wasn't really badly injured or broke my arm. No kidding. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. I forgot about that. Exactly that same wrist again. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So that my mother could be taken in for questioning that it was really a, the third break on the, in the same spot. Didn't this, ri- <laughs> exactly. Didn't this huh, wrist interesting. break just a few yeah. years ago? And I think it was the first time I felt embarrassed. And, and I don't, mm. you know, when you're... Those memories live with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And I, so I don't know. I must have been seven maybe when that happened. I think you probably did make an impression <laughs> on the people who were watching you. Yeah. I don't even think like Evil Knievel. I don't even think he was around then. I don't remember it anyway. Mm, I invented not. it. That's all I know. And that's where we're going to leave this. I think he did it better. Yeah. But he stole it. Yeah. Good. So, you know, I just miss it. I miss being a kid and being in the neighborhood and hanging out until the street lights came on. And I just, I just have so many fond memories of that. I would love to go back and do that again. All right. So Sherry, if you come out to visit, we're going to go out into the middle of my street and we're going to kick a ball around. <laughs> yeah. But we need to make sure that we have like knee pads and helmets and elbow pads. Well, you'll and- have to go chase the ball before. <laughs> Oh, what you- I would just fall on my face. Okay, all right. So I, what are you going to be responsible for? Yelling car right before I get mowed down? I could do okay. that. Yeah, all right. no, I'd be good at that. All right, well, yeah. it's a deal. And maybe we can scrounge up some of the neighborhood kids and... There's no neighborhood kids <laughs> in my neighborhood. But maybe some of the oldies but goodies will come out just to, well, that'd be fun. Yeah. Have a little kickball game with all the 70-year-olds. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> Have an ambulance on standby. Yeah. 
defibrillator <laughs> kit. Yeah. I still cling to my memories of watching TV and reading books, though. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming Frankie Avalon. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, there you have it. Did you have any cool things happen in your neighborhood? Share them with everyone on our Just Jiggle the Handle Facebook page. And subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, because more cool things are coming to our podcast neighborhood at Just Jiggle the Handle. handle.